Hello everyone, this is Dr. Arthur Burton uh, once again from the New Birth Baptist Church. I am going to talk today about standing on the promises of God. Today's scripture we're going to look at Romans 4. Let's start at the first verse and go to, let's go to about the fourth verse. Let us pray. Dear Father God, we want to thank you for this time and this opportunity to come and stand before you and learn your word. Dear Lord, we ask you to bless each and every one of us that what we hear on today will be acceptable to your, acceptable with thy ears and acceptable in our hearts. In the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. So, <clears throat> let's look at um, Abraham justified by faith is the title which the scriptures gives to this. And we're going to go and use this to kind of theologize and talk about standing on the promises of God. So starting at the fourth, uh, Romans, one, Romans 4 at the first verse, it reads as such. What then shall we say that Abraham our father has found according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now him, now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. <clears throat> Now we look at that, and it, and it, and it, it comes in, and, and, and it can mean a, a several different different things. So let us also go in and look at Galatians three, five through nine. Someone say Amen when they have it. All right, here we go. <laughs> So when we look at the um, when we look at Galatians, um, we kind of understand that you know the, the Galatians they were uh, a people that you know it started off like I think it was in the uh, third chapter where they said, um, "Oh foolish Galatians." <laughs> And we're going to go down, we're not going to start at the first verse, we're going to go down to the fifth verse. And we're going to say, therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by hearing of faith? Just as Abraham believed God, and here we go again, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Therefore, now, therefore, know that only those who are have Faith in the sons of Abraham and the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham before saying, In you all the nations shall be blessed. So then those who are of the faith are blessed with believing Abraham. So what now we see is God is giving a promise. And in this promise, he's saying that those promises are inherited. <clears throat> it's not, there's nothing that you could have done to God, uh, for God, and uh, that God says, okay, you've done a good, you've done some good works, and now you're going to receive grace 
and now you can stand and believe my promises. Abraham was the worker here, and it was still given to him by grace. That's why they said in what we had read previous about, then he would be boasting, you know, saying that I've done something that God has, I've done something for God, and now God has made me a promise. This is not a bartering type of thing here. This is not, um, I do a little something and God gives me a blessing. God blesses you irregardless. Even those people, I'm going to give you an example. I've heard a lot of people say, I've been doing everything for the church. I've been doing everything for my family. I have been doing everything for anybody that asked me. But I see these people that are non-believers and they're being blessed. Now, I want to tell you this, and I want everybody to listen really, that, that these people are not blessed more than you. God loves you just as he loves the next. God gives common grace. Everyone gets common grace because God is a fair God. And God, in, in essence, allows people to kind of make a decision. He already knows which way you're going, so let's not confuse that. But he allows people to make a decision, and that's why a lot of times there's uh, obstacles thrown in your path. A lot of times you'll see some things happen that you don't necessarily agree with. But when you look down the road, did some of that stuff that you originally went into going into this tribulation, as uh, looking at it as a negative turn into a positive? If you weren't steered that way, I'm going to give another example. I was a young man. I took a job as a security guard. And um, I worked at this development. And I didn't really like that job. I mean, I was a young kid. I really didn't know how to work, to be honest. But being at that job and... 12 o'clock would come and I wouldn't get any relief. I had to work till the morning and still come back to 4 o'clock. What that did one day while I was on overtime is I met, uh, I met a woman. And that woman has been my wife of 35 years now. So even though I was in a situation, I'm praying, oh God, I want to go home. God had something in store for me on that day. So I'm saying this to you, that even if you don't like something, you have to be committed to do it. Consider that blessing, even it's still a blessing from God, even though you believe that it's done something to you that's inconvenienced your time. Many, 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 many people who have went and been incarcerated have come to the realization that they needed to believe in God because there was nothing that they could do to get themselves out of that circumstance. They're arrested, they're in jail, and that's where they are. And a lot of these people picked up a Bible for the first time, read the Bible, interested, they liked the stories. They didn't know God yet, they liked the stories. And then they began to kind of feel the presence of God working inside of their body. So the reason you work is to bring you closer to God. The reason you work is so that you can keep yourself busy. You know what they say? If you ain't busy, 
you're going to be thinking and you're going to be thinking probably something wrong because you're going to be trying to please your desires rather than please God. So when they say keep your mind on Jesus, you got to be working. You got to be doing something in order to stop negativity from entering into your life. God has promised us that if we believe in his son, that we will be blessed and we will have eternal life. What's better than not be throwing, been thrown into the pit of fire during when we when we get into the great rapture? Well, oh, is it something that that you think about? Is it, you you probably should, but what happens is that all of these lively things, just because you say God promised me, is not, like I said, it's not a barter. It's not because you've been so good this week that now you can go ahead and start sinning next week that, you know, I've done more good than I have done bad, so God is going to allow me into heaven. It doesn't work like that because it allows... Uh, the grace for your time, you know, when you're a young person, you kind of ran the streets, you kind of uh, did whatever you wanted to do without a care in the world. And some of the things a lot of young guys don't understand, it, but some of the things we did as young people, we shouldn't be standing here talking today. But it was through that grace of God that we were here. And the reason we're here is because we had a purpose to fulfill. Whether you understand what that purpose was or what it is or, or believe you haven't accomplished something, you there's going to be, if you look back, there's a lot of things that you may have done or said that you don't know that has helped somebody else. I always remember, I was always in a rush. I was always trying to get from one place to another. And this old woman came and said, God delayed you for a reason. Maybe there was an accident up the road or, or something happened. But don't fight with time. Don't get there and say, oh, gosh, I just came to work at 7 o'clock and I hope the day goes fast. Let's stop doing that. Let's say God has promised me peace. And there's always going to be somebody that comes there and maybe rubs you the wrong way while you're at the office. But as long as you're smiling and you're pleasant and you're not taking this into your heart, that heart that you have is to be of good spirit. It, it, it's to keep you happy. It's to make you love. It's not for you to, to get something and hold it in your heart and, 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 and keep it with you forever. That now I'm mad at this person because they've done this to me. People are going to be people. And I'm going to tell you, people think about themselves. Everybody says, oh, no, I'm thinking about the next person. But there are always instances where you've done something that's selfish, that you've done something that you've done that you can benefit yourself. Now, if we think about what God has said, here's the promise right here. I want to go back into uh, verse 5 where he says, Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by works of the law or by the hearing of faith? You got to have faith. You got to let faith lead you through these bad times when you're not feeling well and there's nothing you can do about it you kind of have to have faith you got to have faith that God is going to see you through this healing process when you have financial difficulties you got to have faith that says God is going to get me through what I need I may lose my house 
I may be evicted from my apartment, but when I look back on where I've come from, God is going to make it better. I don't want you to look at this from a literal standpoint. You're say, yeah, you know, well, I had this big house. Now I'm living in the projects. It's bad. It's violent. That's not the promises that we should be standing on. I don't want to stand on tomorrow I'm going to become a millionaire. I want to stand on the fact that tomorrow God has given me enough so that I can eat, that I can survive, that I can feed my family and have enough to help somebody else. These are the things that keep us humble. If I had a hundred billion dollars, I would not have the time to sit here. I, am, I know myself. I wouldn't have the time to sit here and to speak with you and to, to, to want to help you because my mind would be running. Man, that, that money would open the door and the devil would be all up in me, getting me, do this, do that. And, 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 oh, I can't, I don't have time to stop and wait to give you $20 because I don't have five minutes because I can do everything that I wanted to do in a lifetime. But then what have I done? I've alienated people. I have not done what God has blessed me to do. And I start letting my blessings go. I wouldn't be using my talents. Um... So we have to think about stuff that's realistic. Don't go and be mad at God because you don't have enough. We're not, you know, I, I don't want to run with the Joneses. I'm, I'm too old for that. But a lot of people, this guy's got a better car than me. He don't do nothing. You know, there's some guy, he don't work. Or some guy, you say he's getting public assistance. He still has more food in the refrigerator than you do. Let's not try, let's, let's stop trying to, to gauge ourselves one against the next. He has more, he has less, I'm better, he's better. God looks at us all the same. To God, we're all his children. And everything that we need to do, we have the opportunity to do it. The concept of faith helps us to understand that we can't go by what we see, that everything I see, I believe. I have not seen God. I can read about him in the scriptures. I can feel his presence. I can tell when he's working, when he's doing something for me. And that's my faith. My faith is not bound on what I see. My faith is bound on what I don't see. So I build my faith by looking back on all of the times that I ask for God material and non-material things. And I have been blessed to receive them. I have been uh, 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 blessed to, to get an education. I went my whole life with, uh, without having any education. And then a door opened. And I said, wow, let me take an opportunity about this. And I went ahead, I did my bachelor's, I did my master's. I was in my PhD program, boom, ran out of financial aid. And I said, God, I really wanted this PhD. You know, I didn't get mad. I didn't complain. I said, I really wanted this, this PhD. And God opened another door and said, THD. THD. Theology. Something that I had started 25 years ago. I completed. I don't know when I forgot 
that I had left seminary and then went on into the workforce, went on into the church, got comfortable, and just forgot. And I can't even tell you when I had forgot. But the only door, because of what I wanted, the only door that was open was that theology, doctrine and theology. And when I looked, I said, wow, 25 years have passed. And the commitment I said and the promise that I said was never fulfilled. But that road went all the way around and it came right back and aligned me back on my focus. I don't ever want to hear, I heard a, 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 a person deny a pastorship because they said I'm almost 70 years old. Never deny what God can do for you and the time that it may take for him to do it to you. Like I said, don't work on time. Stand on the promises that God has for you. Stand on the promises that it will come to pass. All throughout the Bible, we see miracles, we see promises made, and we see promises, people receiving those promises, and we see people that, like the old Israelites, who couldn't even follow God, and God was there with them, and they couldn't even follow him. The minute that they had a minute for themselves, they started uh, worshiping Baal and, and all these other different gods, you know, and, but they, but they had a God, and, and that's kind of what happens, like I said. When you have faith, you'll stop being disappointed because you know it'll come to pass. You'll stop being that person that is, is bitter because you have faith. I mean, we have a lot of people. I knew a man, he cursed and cursed and cursed. He yelled at people and come to find out he was a priest for 20 years and something happened. And he got mad, he got bitter, and he became a construction project manager, and he treated everybody like dirt. So if he was being blessed on his works, his first 20 years, he's good. And after the 20 years, he's bad, and now he's going to hell. But it doesn't work like that. God can even call that man back. Or maybe not even back, but he can call him out of his bitterness, the same as he can do for you. And it is imperative that when we look at these, these promises, that we don't become like these Galatians. When we look here at Romans 3, it, uh, oh, sorry, Galatians 3, it says, Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? Before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified? This... Only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the spirits by works of the law or by the hearing of faith? And you keep hearing that. You keep hearing that. Because the truth of the matter is you were blessed by God. God promised you eternal life.
And in our lives, because of all of the things we see, eternal life isn't good enough. Why would it not be? Where does your faith lie? In the pleasures of the world or in Jesus up above? I want to thank you for taking the time out to listen to this uh, short sermonette. And I want you to realize that you could never work hard enough. That doesn't mean stop working, but I mean, you could never work hard enough. Let's get out of that habit that we believe that we can work for a place in heaven. We have a place in heaven, yes, but our place in heaven was given to us by a promise from God. Let us pray. Dear Father God, we want to thank you for giving us this opportunity to speak and preach your word. Dear Lord, I want you to look out and bless each and every one of these people who are here today and those who are who wanted to be here and couldn't be here. And also bless the world, Lord. We have a lot of things going on, but you know all about it. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen.